All right, so, yeah, welcome to What Did You Hear Me Say? This is our fifth one, I believe, or sixth one, one of them. Um, we have quite a few new couples here, beautiful couples. You want to introduce yourselves? Sure. <laughs> My name is Amanda. I'm Andrew. Um, we've been together for almost three years. We met at our friend's wedding, actually, for the first time. I don't remember him. He remembers me. I, well, I remember him, but I remember him initially because I was... Tell the story right. I'll tell it right. Uh, we only have five minutes, so I'm trying to you know, get to the points. I was actually sick that day of the wedding. I was doing hair for the wedding. And I, I was living in Atlanta, flew back. I was dead to the world. Um, he helped me get my stuff in the car. Again, I don't remember. I just remember trying to get my life together, get her hair done, and get to the chapel on time. What, how he stood out to me was, you know how when the wedding procession comes into the reception, he danced in. I was like, oh, who's that big boy? Who's Twinkle Toes? Like, that's a big dude, <laughs> but he got some moves on him. And our mutual friend was like, oh, that's my best friend. But he, had, he got a girl, so I'm like, all right, whatever. So we exchanged, like, I think Instagrams at the time. We made small conversation on Instagram and et cetera. Um, fast forward to 2020, during COVID, obviously everybody was shut in. Nobody could do anything. Everybody was in the house for the most part. Our friends, our mutual friends have a pool. So they threw a pool party for our friend's birthday. And we have been communicating here and there on um, social media. And pretty much since the pool party, we've been inseparable ever since, since 2020. So yeah, that's our little short story. Nice. Your <laughs> story to say? She got 98%. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. 90, 90, 90%, 90%, 90%, 90%. That's 90%. the gist of it for that's five that's minutes. That's the gist of it. Okay. Really pressing that rock. Yeah. <laughs> this is Tamika Borges Lot. Ronald Lot. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. So we've been together for 19 years. We've been married for 15 years. Uh, we met, shoot, over 30 years ago. Uh, Tamika moved to my neighborhood. Um, I think, was you still in junior high or you? So she moved to my neighborhood when we were in junior high school. Uh, we went to the same high school. I'm a year older than her. We got um, disconnected through my seven-year period of incarceration. Um, probably about 18 months before I got released, I called to the neighborhood rec center, talked to my cousin, talked to everybody there, and um, asked him who else was there. He said, Tamika. I said, Tamika Borges? And he was like, yeah. So I you know, asked him to put her on the phone. So I just checked in with her, hey, Tamika, how you doing? She was like, I can't believe you've been locked up. You know, so um, I asked her, could we keep in contact? Told her I'd be coming home soon. And um, that sparked, or that was the, you know, initiation to where we are now. Two kids later, she has a bonus son. And, um, you know, it's been an amazing journey to be, um, the point in our relationship that we are now. Um, there's some things that I would change, but um, none of it has to do with her. So, um, you know, that's, that's it. That's pretty much right. Oh, 
they're leaving soon. So what you we gonna buy it for? Okay. Juan Wilder and this is Melanie Wilder. Okay, we've been together for twenty two years. Uh, married for twenty one. Have uh, three sons, Juan, Jacob, and Jordan. And just so happens that Dar is our barber. <laughs> but no, no, uh, seriously, we, um, man, I guess we're telling our story. I met her via pictures. I saw her senior pictures. Uh, you know how they can glam those things up, but she was more beautiful in person. I met her at her uncle's church, and her aunt made a comment when I came to the church and said, man, he'll be good for Melanie. And that was, the rest has been history. Met her at Thanksgiving of 2000. We got together in January of 2001. And we got married in March of 2002. And uh, so she was 18, I was 20. And uh, we've been together ever since, like two peas in a pod. Anything you want to add to it? I kept all the stuff out that you, amen. You did perfect. did perfect. And nice to meet all y'all. Yeah. My name is Kelsey. Uh, I'm Nick. Uh, me and Kelsey, uh, we met, I guess you could say, through Instagram. Um, she was somebody like, we, know, we didn't go to the same school or anything like that, but I had people that knew her. And she was always somebody I seen on Instagram that I had my eye on, I guess you could say. <laughs> but uh, at that point in time, my friend, uh, my friend Josh, uh, he would tell me like, nah, like you got you don't stand no chance, none of that, cause she had something going on, whatever. I guess I had something going on, and uh, both of that that didn't work out. So I got my shot and <laughs> I cashed it, I guess you could say. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we our first day it was kind of like awkward. We both two awkward people, so it was awkward. <laughs> Yeah, we both shy, so it was a little awkward. But uh, after the first one, we went on another one. Uh, we both felt like we should give it another shot. And after that, uh, it's been great ever since, I would say. And we've been together for two years now. I just was going to introduce myself again. Um, this is Dara. Um, for the people who are listening, who will be listening to the podcast, I just wanted to say that um, this is a, again, I was telling the couples that this is like a new class, this is a new school. Um, everybody has is new here except for um, Ronald and Tamika, and we just want to, again, welcome you guys. Um, thank you guys for coming. I know that this is a very vulnerable space, again, because like, you have shy couples. You have, you know, people who are mixing who never met before, and, of course, you're telling your love story because, and you know, that can be tumultuous, it can be fun, it can be a lot of joy in it, but we thank you for even being brave enough to come here and share in this um, time with us. And I'm AJ, host with the most. All right, <laughs> <laughs> All right let's get this thing started. So, um, I don't, did you, you didn't send them, yeah, you didn't send them the, part, the last episode, did you? It's all good. I didn't tell her to, so she didn't know to anyway. I was just seeing if she was on point with me. She's not. But, um, oh, no. Oh, okay, I did. So she is on point then. All right, cool. Cool. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Um, I do want to, since we only have one couple here from last time, if you listen to the end of the last episode, I had challenged them. I asked them a question in the beginning of the 
session, you know, what is one thing you want from your partner? And it could be anything. And then at the end of it, I said, all right, let's dedicate until every day, every single day until the next time we meet to doing one thing that that person asked for. So if they can explain, since they will see, I want to hear, I want to hear how it went for the past 35 days since I last, oh, what's going on, man? What's going on? Let's, I want to hear how it went. Can you, can you pass this to me? Hold on, first, can you tell us what it was? Yeah, what was Oh, I, I remember what mine was. Oh, this Ronald, I remember what mine was. <laughs> oh, my, oh, mine was to, uh, for Tamika to allow me to uh, finish my, finish a thought or allow me to complete a, uh, a sentence. Some, it was somewhere around there. I think it was completed there. Yeah, that's what it was. Cause you know I sometimes I'll say something, and you, I'm, we may have already discussed it, but I'm trying to reiterate it, and you won't let me. You won't let me finish. Okay, I don't. I don't remember that. Huh? Oh, she actually. Oh, she actually did pretty good for like the first five days. Yeah, but I I just took that as a victory. I ain't really press the issue no more. It was more so, um, we had this beeping going on in the house. And it took him a few days, but he finally figured it out. It changed the, the battery out of it. The fire thing. That was it. It wasn't nothing too crazy. You remember what it was? No, it was, yeah, it was take the initiative to help. Oh, it was to take the initiative to, to do more, to do more helping around the house. Yeah, I changed all the batteries and all the, all the batteries and all the smoke detectors. All of them. Mm -hmm. All of them. They're going to go dead or they're all going to go dead at the same time. I changed all of them. Did you notice any, any change? Like, did you have to badger him, ask him anything, like, hey, this needs to be done repeatedly? No, he was determined to make sure he got the batteries and he did that. Was, that was it? Oh, you got off light. You got off light. 30. So this is what I want to do, because we're going to continue it, because the idea of this is we want to build stronger relationships. Relationships could always get, get better, right? And I just feel like, and I'm guilty of this myself, you know, we don't, um, we think about ourselves a lot in relationship, and so we might not be intentional always about um, catering to the other person, you know, not even noticing that this is, it's going to cater to the well-being of myself also, like to this relationship. So one thing again, I want to ask this again, and you could just write it down on that little, what's that was called? These. The sticky notes. One thing that you would like from your partner Maybe if it's something you're lacking, or maybe it's not something you're lacking. Maybe it's something you just want to add to the relationship. I don't know. It could be anything. One thing you want from your partner. And it's going to be the same thing, you know, for the next 30 days or whenever we meet. Just be intentional about doing that with your partner. And we don't have to discuss it now. We can discuss it later. Something might come to your mind as we, yeah. And for real, for real, if you don't want to, you don't have to discuss it here. You could discuss it on a ride home or something. Like, yeah, we don't need to know all your business. It could be, yeah.
All right, so I do. I didn't plan this, but since we do have three new couples, I do want to go back. We have three new women, and I wanted to give the men a chance last session to rebuttal what it was that the women said. I just, I just gave her the okay to record little bits and pieces for her. So, so um, I don't have the clip because it was on the last slide, but I think Dara can break it down. Can you break that down? Because you did it so eloquently, I can't repeat that. About men holding the space oh. for women. Okay. Don't mind that. All right, this is Dara. Um, we had a an episode where we discussed how um, a lot of times women we are well we we do have an emotional space within us like we are emotional creatures right um, but all we want sometimes from our men is instead of trying to just solve the problem because obviously you guys are solve I mean problem solvers and you all are protectors sometimes we just need for you all to be able to hold the space first allow us to be able to get through that emotional you know, portion and uh, express ourselves and then we can, you know, be able to receive the problem solving. Um, because I know a lot of times um, there have been instances I've heard in a lot of relationships where the woman is trying to express herself and or telling her, you know, her husband or her partner about the day and he may say, well, why do you even talk to her? Like, you're giving me all of this, but why is it, why is that your friend at work? And it's like, but... I'm just trying to tell you like how I feel. Like I just want you to acknowledge that I have these emotions. Um, and I believe we had a couple of women who weren't that way. Like they understood, because I mean, this is not um, universal, obviously. Um, but did I explain it pretty? Okay. So my question is, because we understand, us men, we understand, you've been in a relationship long enough, we understand we gotta give our ladies a space to vent. We know they don't want us to just always jump to conclusions. They gotta emote, they gotta go through it, they gotta feel, they gotta whole process. So my question that I had proposed to the men, well to the women last time was, how can we hold a space for you when we're the problem? When wherever the issue is, we're the problem. And I give an example. And one of my exes, my last relationship with one of my exes, um, she had an issue with me, how do I say this? She had an issue with me, of me, with me, because I didn't feel how she felt about certain things, and so she would get mad at me because I guess I would be kind of nonchalant about it or something. But I really wasn't nonchalant. What happens is I just realized there's nothing I could do about the situation, so I'm not going to stress about it, you know, because I believe it is, if it is something I can do about it, then I'm going to do something about it. But this is out of our control, and she was like, "Why don't you feel?" I'm like, "That's just not what it." And so I became the issue. It became a whole bit argument and everything. And so I didn't know how to deal with that. I can admit I failed in that, in that area when it, when it came to me and her. And so my question is, like, what can we do? If I'm the problem, if I'm the issue, how do we hold that space for y'all until we can come to a resolve or something? OK, so. <laughs> Um, I'm going to start by saying that I'm very direct. Oh, Amanda. This is Amanda. Um, I'm very direct and sometimes straightforward, so I don't mean any offense to some things that I say. It's just I don't really have a filter. Um, for me, I'm that woman who I'm both. I'm kind of emotional and I'm kind of logical at the same time. I could be in my feelings and then I'll be like, okay, let me figure this out. I'm a planner. I, I'm used to working on my own, 
dealing with my things on my own, fixing things on my own. So I really don't necessarily necessarily look to him for him to fix certain things. But when he is the problem for me, I just need him to be quiet half the time and not make it about him. A lot of times he thinks that a lot of my emotions are a direct effect of something he may have done or, and this, I could be wrong, so I give him the chance to correct himself, but also feel like when the problem is not him and I don't want him to fix it, then he has a problem. Like, what do you want me to do? How can I make it better? I'm like, yo, there's nothing you can do. Like, there's nothing you can do. Um, but I'm the one that needs to be just left alone. Like, let me breathe. Let me simmer down. Let me count to 10. Because usually I thought I then went off and had a whole temper tantrum. Give me about 15 minutes. I'm good. Give me a drink of water. I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't need a harbor on it, depending on how big the situation is. But most of the time, I just need to be left alone. I don't want to be touched. Don't breathe on me. Don't say my name. Don't ask me to do nothing. Don't ask me a, my opinion on anything. When I'm pissed, don't talk to me. Just leave me alone. Simple. And let me have my moment. Is he supposed to respond at this point? When is the other person's name? Yeah, I guess this space. Oh, this is Tamika. <laughs> um, I guess having space and then at some point just having a conversation, especially if it's that person. A lot of times just talking and maybe giving some example as to why. Sometimes they may not know, oh, it is me. So it's just giving them that space sometimes. Um, this is Melanie. Let's see, how can he hold the space? I think um, if he's the problem, I think he should hold the space by analyzing the situation um, and trying to understand whatever he's the issue that I've, ex I've expressed to him, right? That he's the issue at this point? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so he says he's never the problem. Okay. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think he can hold that space by analyzing. Until I work through the process, maybe he can think of um, what he's done to contribute and how he can fix the problem on his end. Um, I guess out of the, the entire 22 years, we've learned how to um, work on ourselves it hadn't always been that way and you know we would point the finger at each other um, but over the years through communicating um, we've now learned and embraced how to in any given situation 
what did I do to contribute to the issue? So to hold that space, I would say that he could better, you know, not better, but analyze even more his part so that when we do come together to communicate, we could come with solutions and not necessarily continue to harbor on the problem. Okay, this is Kelsey. Um, I think for me, it's having him be more patient and kind of just listen to what I have to say at first. Because it depends on like the situation, of course. There might be times when I'm like really, really mad and I'm like, okay, let me just, I try not always to attack him though because I know that's not, that's gonna make him mad and we're just gonna go, you know, back and forth. So like when I am calm, but I'm still upset at something he did, I kind of try to remember, okay, no, we're not married, but um, we're supposed to be partners, supposed to work through it together. We're not supposed to be, even when I read this in the Bible and stuff, we're supposed to be um, like teammates, I guess you could say. Um, we're not supposed to be against each other. So at the end of the day, yeah, there are some things that like make me really upset, but I think I just need him to kind of listen to what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to attack him all the time and just hear me out, I guess. This is Dara. Um, I'm learning a lot. Just you live life long enough, you start learning stuff, right, y'all? Um, and what I'm learning mostly is that anger is such a personal thing that even when I'm having an issue with my guy, <laughs> even when I'm like upset with him, right? There is there is a a way that he can hold a space by just like, like first of all, what Amanda said in dealing with it myself, right? I'm obviously mad. Like there's a reason why I'm mad. It could be that he just came in the door and I'm irritated, like why are you here? <laughs> so I have to then like work through that. So I understand what you mean when you said, I gotta take a few minutes, like just give me a few minutes. So that's one thing, like giving me my space. But then also, like you said, Lady Mel, it's a matter of analyzing it. Like you said, Kelsey, it's a matter of being able to just acknowledge that there is something happening. Like I wouldn't want to be in a relationship and he's just avoiding me or he knows that I'm upset, but he doesn't even try to like, like let's work together to figure out what's going on. Like, cause I'm very much that person. Like if I know that the person who I'm around, the energy is off because you can feel it. Like you're obviously not in a relationship and you don't know that I'm mad. So if you act like, like, where are the cups, babe? Like, you know, like nothing's happening. That's gonna piss me off even more because it's almost like you don't, like we're sharing in this space together. You don't even care that something is not right with me. You know what I mean? Even if it is personal, like even if it's something that's going on inside of me, like what's happening with you? If I'm the problem, then let me acknowledge whatever it is. It doesn't mean that you have to say, oh, I'm so sorry, baby. Like I'm bowed down to you. Like I'm so wrong, you're so right. Like it doesn't have to be that, but it can necessarily be like, um, okay, <laughs> what happened? Like, what did I, like, what do you feel that I did? You know what I mean? Whereas I can still own my feelings, but you know that, like, so it's, it has something to do with you, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. All right, fellas. <laughs> Ronald, look ready. All right, so I'm gonna ask y'all, do y'all, because I don't want us to get defensive. Like, so I don't want this to be a rebuttal to where, don't look like that, man. I don't want it to be a rebuttal to where it might seem like we're attacking our ladies, because we're supposed to be, you know, their protectors, their providers and everything. So sometimes you might do have to take, take some hits 
you know, just for the betterment of the relationship. Um, so I want to ask y'all, do y'all realize those moments? And you can rebuttal, you can say whatever you want to say back to what your lady said and everything. But I just want to know, do y'all realize those moments? Do you, like, catch yourselves? And can you understand, like, yeah, I, I understand. I know I'm the problem. I know I'm the issue right now. Let me calm down. Or do you find yourself, like, fighting, fighting back? Explain your situation. <laughs> um, this is Andrew. So I absolutely understand those moments. Um, I'm an analyzer and I'm a thinker. And I sometimes I cater to her to her feelings um, to a point where I'm not thinking about I want to say this without sounding like a simp, but <laughs> it's uh it's it's I, I cater to her feelings to the point where sometimes I'm not really worried about how I felt about whatever's happening in the moment. It's more about trying to autocorrect whatever it is that she got going on. Cause she's she's right. I do try to fix whatever the situation is. You know what I'm saying? Like I, if there's a problem, I want to know what the problem is, and then I want to know what it is that I can do or how it is that I can assist. You know what I mean? And if I'm the problem, then it's like, all right, well, let me think about what it is. If I'm going to apologize, which I don't have any problem doing, it's either going to be I'm apologizing for what I did because, I, you know, it's like I, I know I, I probably shouldn't have done that, or I'm apologizing for how you took it or for how you feel because I know that wasn't my intention and I know that you're taking it wrong, which is 95% of our issue. We, we think differently which I don't know anybody that thinks the same, especially male and woman. Um, but we think differently to the point where sometimes we don't understand where the other person's coming from. You know what I mean? Like, from big to small. Sometimes we even make jokes and be like, you know what I mean? Like, why, why you thought that was funny? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have those issues sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I, I, do, I do think about it. I do analyze it. I do know and understand where it is, I think it's a little cap in what she was saying as far as how she be going about it. She, I absolutely will give her time to, to leave her alone. And then I'll come back and she will seem like she's good and then it starts right back up again. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because I said something because I was the problem. That's what she's not telling y'all. You see what I mean? But um, it, it's not one of those things, it's not, we don't have a problem of lack of awareness. Because she knows when she pissed me off, too. She just goes about it in a way that, for me, I don't care for. You know what I'm saying? It's more of a pride-ish thing. Like, well, you know? I know y'all fellas, y'all know what that look is. Just, you know what I mean? Like, I, we have those issues. And I'm more of a, well, you need to acknowledge what it is that you did. If I have to acknowledge what it is that I did, then I need you to do the same. You know what I mean? I don't always get that energy. But, you know, those are... That's my story. That's how story. This is Ronald. Um, for for me, it's uh, I've been I've been everything, um, and we've been through everything. So um, it's kind of I've been the I'm guilty of being the individual that 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 Dodge spoke about um, trying to act like everything okay when I know it ain't. Um, you know, I, I also know when she's pissed off, I know to stay 
the hell away from her because um, especially, and um, and again, nobody is, nobody's perfect, uh, you know, but as far as our relationship go, I can honestly say that my wife is who she's always, who she's always been. So um, I don't, I've, I've been the problem. Um, I've been the, the cause, uh, you know, of her having a whole, or me having a whole that space when I've been the issue. Um, I know how she pro, huh? I, I know how I know how my wife processes things. So I know that depending on what it is, I know how much time is needed before she's even able to have a conversation so that I A can apologize. You know, I have to give her that 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 space. If it's something minor, then I know I can, you know, come directly to her like, babe, I know I, you know, I I I dropped the ball on that one. I apologize, you know, what I need, if it, you know, if, if I put her behind with something, what I need to do to, you know, for us to catch up. If it's something major, then I know she needs some time to get over it. You know what I'm saying? So I have to, you know, allow her that, that time and that space to get over it. But, you know, I try to make sure I let her know that, hey, I'm here and I acknowledge, you know, where I was at fault. Um, even though she don't want to hear it, you know, she like, dude, just get the hell away from me, you know? Or it's like, oh, you really think I'm playing? Like, you really going to act like ain't nothing going on, you know? So, um, you know, it's been a lot with us. It's been a lot of, you know, trial and error, you know, a lot of trials on her part, a lot of error on mine, you know, that that's helped us grow to where, you know, I... I can put, you know, we can put all that. All that's like back there is in the rear view. So now it's easy for me to hold the space when I'm the issue because it's normally something either with the kids or something around the house. So, you know, it, it, it's nothing where I've really got to back all the way away from her and give her that time to process everything. So. All right. Um, Juan Wilder. Um, problems. How do you solve them? How do you hold the space? A few things. R relationships, marriage. I spell it all the same way. W-O-R-K. Um, it, it takes work. Um, communication is, is really hard when you really don't work at it. And I appreciate all of your opinions and your advice. I feel like my, my relationship is already better because of these wonderful couples that are in the room. So my hats off to all of you all. No matter where you are in your relationship, you add value. So thank you for that. Uh, f for us, uh, for 22 years, it's been a lot of work. And, and dealing with me is a lot. <laughs> you know, um, amen, amen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a little churchy. But um, it is, I, I'm a get to the point kind of guy. And I've tried to take that into my relationship and it just didn't work. And even if I know the answer to the problem, it is my position because I've studied her to sit there and listen to her, say what she gotta say for 20 minutes or two hours, get it all out. And I already know what I'm gonna do to fix it. But I've learned to let her say what she gotta say. And usually by the time she finished her two hour talk, 
she gets to the solution that I knew in the first five seconds. But there's something about how we communicate that is different that still brings us together. We complement one another. And so um, I don't like to waste my time, but no time in a relationship is ever wasted. And I've learned how to uh, value her opinion, value what she say, but it took me, here it is, 22 years to get there. Yeah. <laughs> And it's still a work in progress uh, because of the fast-paced lives that we live and the things that we do. I'm outside of having these kind of conversations. Um, our time is, we're really fighting for the balance of just spending time together today. From 3.30 to 6.30, we said we're going to spend time on the couch just watching TV, hanging out because we know we had to be here tonight. We don't get a whole lot of free time. And so I said, but let's just talk. She said, I said, I said let's sit in the room. Uh, she said, but there's no TV there. I said, we don't need a TV. Let's just, let's just talk. I said, like, oh, like, that's different. <laughs> but it, it blessed her, and in blessing her, it's going to bless me. Hey, hallelujah. Hey. Amen. So, so the, I, I've learned that. So, so study. Study your partner. Uh, make sure that you seek to understand, and then share it differently. If you can find where sometimes it's not just what you say, it's how you say it. So I'm finding ways to speak to her differently to the point to where she can understand, not just hear me, but I want you to understand where I'm at. And if I'm the problem, sometimes it's hard for us men to accept that we are the problem. But once we finally swallow that, that pill, then it's a matter of us getting to a place to say, okay, how are we going to fix it? And sometimes it's not important that we fix it. Sometimes it's more important that we just simply acknowledge and listen. So thank you. Uh, this is Nick. Like Juan said, relationships take work. Uh, me and Kelsey, we both need work, but I feel like we've done a pretty good job of better, <laughs> of better communicating. <laughs> better communicating. Um, like she said, I don't have a lot of patience, so I'm working on um, hearing her out, listening to what she feels and why she feels that way. Because sometimes she doesn't always express exactly what's going on, so I'm trying to. I'm left like I got to figure it out. Um, and that's kind of hard because it's, it's just like sitting there. I don't know what's going on. But uh, I just got to give her the time to express what she has to say. And then um, it does take a while for me to realize, oh, this is what I did. Um, this is what she's upset at. And I got to sit back and think, oh, all right, yeah, maybe she is right. And, um, <laughs> and things like that. Uh, I just need to analyze the things that I do. And see why she feels the way she does because she does sometimes it takes her a while to get it out but yeah i don't have nobody to hold a space for so i ain't got an answer <laughs> <laughs> but uh we still on the are you steward in your relationship well right and i'm, I'm gonna try to explain something this was not strategic by me this is all god's doing um y'all remember from the earlier, what did you hear me say? It started with grace space, holding the space, and we, we spoke about um, our past and why we see things the way we see things, uh, the traumas we experienced, how we were raised and everything, and how that affects how we deal in relationships. And then we uh, went over about having to hold a grace space for your partner, you know, understanding we're not perfect, things may go wrong, let me not beat you up, all that. And then we got to this point, this is all God's doing. And he, he was telling me, I just kept hearing commitment, commitment, commitment. And so I was like, all right, this is what I'm going to bring to your people. And then my man said, 
relationships take work, right? And all I hear with that is, it's gonna take commitment because when you ain't feeling it, what is gonna keep you going in it? What is gonna make you keep wanting it? You know, because it, it ain't happy, you know, Valentine's Day every day. We're not feeling like I wanna just love on this girl every day. Are y'all feeling like that about us? Uh, no. <laughs> Is there any woman here that just feels like every day I just want to love on my man? We don't feel like that about ourselves. Is that? <laughs> well, I said that's crazy. But today is going to be about commitment, right? Hold up. Somebody look a little confused. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. It's a choice. All right. So I heard, I listened to this dude. It's probably one of the most powerful speeches I ever heard, right? And me personally. And he said this. He said, the commitment to the solution is the answer to the problem. And for some reason, it just rang in my head. And I always will remember. I always remember this, right? And so I just broke it down for myself. And so I'm just going through this real quick, right? He says, the commitment to the solution is the answer to the problem. Commitment. Is the act of binding yourself to a course of action, right? So it's, like I said earlier, it's this is what I'm going to do regardless of how I feel, right? Solution. I thought solution and answer was like the same thing, but there, there's a difference, a slight difference, right? Solution is a method or process of dealing with the problem, right? Commitment to the, the commitment to the solution is the answer to the problem, right? Answer. It says, a spoken or written reply. That's not the one I'm looking for, but it says, a correct reply or a correct solution. And we already know what, we know what a problem is, right? It's something to be considered, solved, answered. Situation, matter, or person that is hard to deal with or understand. A matter that's hard to deal with. Something that we're going through that neither one of us like. Something that needs to be fixed or addressed, right? So when I just broke the joint down with the definitions, where it says the commitment to the solution is the answer to the problem. I don't even know if the dude that said that understood what he was saying, but it says the act of binding yourself to the process that will correctly address or solve a difficult matter, right? And, oh man, I don't know if I want, I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if I want to ask this yet. <laughs> he already said, he already said it, but you could, you could elaborate even more, but I'm, I am going to ask this, I'm going to ask this for a specific reason, we're going to get to it. Why did you choose the person that you're in a relationship? Like, why did you choose to be with this person? And I'm asking this for a reason. Who's going first, one or the man? It's going clockwise, go ahead. All of us? Like down every every yeah. single body's going, yeah. So don't change your answer up once you hear your partners, right? Like, don't, yeah, I want you to be honest, be truthful with yourself, like, why did you choose? All right, let's, uh, come on, let's be gangsters. <laughs> um, this is Amanda. Um, honestly, I, I want to say I started off by choosing him because we had a lot of trauma that we bonded on. Um, we were very relatable in that aspect. We both lost a sibling that was super close to us. Um, I had a little bit more grief than he has in that regard, but we definitely bonded on that. We also bonded on like relationships and what we experienced in our past relationships, even down to some of our spiritual beliefs, we, we bonded on. In the beginning, because when we first started dating, we spent a lot of time 
talking on the phone, FaceTiming, because he lived in New York. I obviously live in this area. So we weren't in person all the time. So all we had time to do was talk and share stories and scenarios and et cetera. So I, I truly felt like, you know, we were on the same page with a lot of things. Um, so that, and I, I, I truly deep down in my soul, he's a sweet, genuine person. And I definitely fell in love with that genuine person that he is. So he's a sweetheart. And anybody that knows him will start off by saying, like, he's just a good guy. He's a good overall person. And I fell in love with that good, genuine, good intention, open the door for anyone that comes to the door. He's a gentleman. He's a, he's a good person. So that's what I fell in love with, along with the common uh, similarities. <laughs> Thank you for that, man. Appreciate it. Um, this is Andrew. The reason why I why I uh, chose to be with Amanda is because initially I thought she was different. Like, and that's real. That's real cliche to say, right? But when I when we first started talking, like on a serious level, or I don't know if you can call it a serious level, but like when we started to be inseparable, like it was it was literally just different. It was really euphoric. Um, she was refreshing. Um, she made me happy. Simple, like it, it was. It was peaceful and it was happiness. You know what I'm saying? I remember that. Um, and it's n now where I'm at right now. I don't try to, you know, base that off of why I'm still choosing her. So it it did kind of change within our relationship. The reason why I'm choosing her now is because. Even back then to now, like I, I always see um, the growth that we have made together and the growth that we that we choose to push each other to make individually. You know what I mean? Um, I also see and I know and understand that she's worth it. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a lot of trials and tribulations that have progressed within the relationship, but I wake up every day choosing her because of those things. It, it is a little bit of the past, but you know, I don't, like I said, I don't base it off of all of that now. It's more off of just me knowing and understanding like, yeah, she's worth it, you know what I mean? And we're gonna grow, so. Mine's a little different. This is Tamika. <laughs> hmm, he was actually persistent in like making it more than just being a friend. We had known each other for a while, high school, and 10 years later out of high school, we started. Simply because I just wasn't in a relationship and it just happened to be. <laughs> I mean, honestly, and even when we got married, it was still like, uh, you know. Um, what, what made me say yes? Um, I saw potential. Um, he was fun to be around. There was still some stuff we had been through, but I, I just said, kind of went through it. I ain't gonna tell him the truth. Um, it took a while for me to get where I am with him in reference to, we like grew into where we are. I can't say, oh my God, I'm so in love. It wasn't that, it just, just happened. Just honest. <laughs> This is Ronald. Um, <clears throat> I did not choose 
to marry Tamika. And I I I knew I knew that I wanted to be with Tamika. And I mean this with all honesty and sincerity. God chose Tamika for me. There is no other woman on this earth that was meant that I was meant to be with than my wife. Because all of us, I don't know if any of you, I mean, all of us are protected. All of us are covered, right? God watches over all of us, right? He puts us in situations to, for us to learn from. He puts us in situations to protect us. He puts us in situations to save us, right? When me and Tamika got reconnected, I hadn't even hit the streets yet. I was still actually incarcerated. It was that day that God used her to save my life. Um, I knew that she was nothing like anyone that I ever dealt with before. Um, and I'm one of those people, I know who I am. I know all my flaws. I know my shortcomings, all of that. I acknowledge them. I don't, I'm transparent with it. If I don't know something, I don't know it. If I've done something wrong, I'm admitted, I, I did it. Um, but I knew that from the minute, minute I heard her voice, I was like, and I told her, I was like, man, we gonna be together. She was like, I don't do that jail shit. Like that's what she said, you know. But but I knew because I had God had always given me windows, opportunities, you know, to to choose, right? Um, me, in my own self-sabotaging way, always chose to figure out a way not to, you know what I'm saying, open that door that, that's the door that God wanted me to go through. Um, when me and Tamika got together, it was, I couldn't. What did you see in Huh? What did you see in every, I saw everything in her that I didn't see in anybody else, not my mother, not no women that I was in past relationships with, none of that. I saw her, I saw her, her humbleness. I saw her, her, her commitment to, to the things that, that she cared for, the things that she was involved in. She just, I've never really done things the right way, right? And my wife lived her life the right way. You know what I'm saying? If, if it's an elderly person that's in need, she gonna be there, she ain't gonna walk past them. You know what I'm saying? If, it, if it's something that she can't afford, she ain't gonna rob Peter to pay Paul just to get it. It's like, like this how we gotta go, this who I am. That's why you're going to always hear me say my wife has never wavered from who she is. And it's like I can't explain it, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't explain it. I just know that I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my wife. You know what I'm saying? Right here. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her inner beauty is what piqued my interest, but it, I'm sorry, outer beauty piqued my interest, but it was her inner beauty that really stole my heart. And um, she's a God-fearing woman um, at the age of 18. Well, at the time, she was 17. Y'all pray for me. Uh, <laughs> people tease me all the time. Like, Man, she was 17 when you pursued her, but I was only 19. Is that wrong? Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's all right. Um, so 
she was just a God-fearing woman, and um, and I was, so I was a PK, a preacher's kid, but I wasn't living, you know, that kind of life. But seeing her and and conversing with her, it really gave me a sense that this is someone that I can actually spend the rest of my life with. If you're looking for somebody to raise your kids, you know, all that. It's those kind of values that really um, gave me what I needed to really commit to her. And I thought that everything that she was, in a sense, as a person, was enough for me to say, you know what, I'll forsake everything else just to pursue that. And then she was a virgin, you know, and I, I'll just be, let me just be managed for a moment. I'm like, nah, I, I bet I can get that, you know what I'm saying? And so that's how I jumped in the relationship, think I'm going to get it. And then she was like, nah, I'm, I'm still, you know, hold on to, no matter what I did. She was like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, this is, you know, God and my husband, so you so I did. I married her, you know, doing it because I said, well, if I can't get it, not marry you, I guess I'm. <laughs> so that was one of the many reasons. But I'm the only man that she's ever known, you know what I'm saying? So um, so all of those things is, is what really attracted me to her. Uh, but how she presents is how she's always been. And uh, if there was any mess in relationship, it probably started with me, but it ended with us. We worked through it together, all right? <laughs> this is Melanie. Um, why did you choose to get married? So I chose Juan because um, I definitely did not choose him because of Don Juan, although that's what they called him, and that's what he, that's what he had on his license plate. I looked at it like, Don Juan. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I chose him because from the moment I met him, um, he was a leader. He showed leadership qualities. Um, and I had already set standards for myself as to what I was looking for um, in a husband. Um, my grandmother had really kind of instilled those things in me at a young age. Um, and she had always told me to be specific in my prayer life as far as what I wanted in a husband. So I had you know, already sat down one day and kind of wrote those things out. And um, just over time, just talking with Juan over the phone, you know, and spending time, he displayed those qualities. Um, he had his stuff together, knew what he wanted to do. He was in the military at the time. So um, so I actually thought he was rich. That was one of the reasons why. I, t <laughs> I, thought, he, I thought he had some money. <laughs> Cause I was a high, I was in high school. <laughs> I was in high school. He was in at the Air Force. I'm like, oh, I got me an Air Force man. He got some money. He would send little stuff to the school. So my girls, you know, they was like, oh my gosh, you know. And then we got married. He saw that first check. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, but um, but no, he he um, he was definitely he showed the the leadership qualities. He was um. We were both in church. He was a man of God, although, like he said, like at that moment, we both were just kind of, we were in church. We both were raised as PK kids, but y'all know how that is. You know, you're in church, but you, you ain't really living it, but, you know, your parents instilled everything in you. So we were both in that moment or in that season, but um, he showed enough God to for me to know that it was in there somewhere. <laughs> so um, so we both had the same, like, beliefs, and we kind of grew up similar um, although we were very different and still are very different. And, um, and he was a gentleman and knew how to treat a woman. And so that was very important 
um, to me because growing up with my mother, um, my father was very abusive and um, I knew what I did not want. And so, but my grandfather who was in my life, who raised me was, you know, the man that I wanted. And so I saw my grandfather in him uh, with how he treated women. So, so definitely um, that as well. Okay, this is Kelsey. Um, as you guys know, we were talking about me and Nick, how we met was through Instagram. Um, when I first saw him on Instagram, I didn't know him, so it was kind of like I had this perception of who I thought he was or what he was going to be like. So when we first met on our first date, you know, we were both shy. We didn't really talk too much, so I was just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but then we went on a second date, and, you know, my perception of who I thought he was was completely different. Like, we connected really quick on that second date. Like, we just talked. We Everything seemed, like, very familiar, I think I would say. And then when I met his parents, especially his dad, and I saw him all the time, um, my grandfather, I'm like, your dad reminds me of my grandfather so much. And I was really close with my grandfather. So I'm like, I think just the familiar, familiarity, you know, kind of um, made me feel good. It made me feel comfortable. Um, another thing would be how affectionate he is. I didn't grow up in a family that's, like, affectionate at all. So being with him, like, he's he's very affectionate, you know, and um, – I'm not used to that, but it's definitely teaching me how to be affectionate. And then the last thing I would say would be, um, like, when I'm going out to places with him, like, say, his job or something, like, every, like all the guys are, like, older guys, they're like, yeah, Nick's a great man. Like, he's really good. I don't know. It just makes me feel proud of him. Um, this is Nick. I would say... Um, she allowed me to be myself around her. I didn't have to do anything to get her, anything like out of the ordinary to get her or anything like that. I felt comfortable. Um, I did feel like we bonded a whole lot. Um, and now, like, as time went on, looking back at it, I felt like, I mean, we're two, we're we kind of different people. We bond a lot, we're kind of different people, but I feel like um, she has things that I need and I have things that she needs in order like to grow through life and everything like that. Um, and I feel like she just keeps me on my toes. Uh, she makes me happy, and she's just the person I want to spend my life with. All right, so I want to point something out because this is majority of the time, right? We don't, I don't even think we consider this, but we choose, we choose who we choose almost like 100% selfish reasons, right? I'm not married, but I have aspirations to get married. I know the type of woman I want to marry. Um, and I'm pretty sure you women, you have an idea of the type of man you want to marry, right? And like I said, it's for selfish reasons. So if we listen to what we said, you said he makes you happy. It might not seem like it's not selfish bad. It's just that are we, do we get into relationships thinking, what can I do? to advance this person's life. We, we're innately, like, in sin. We're innately messed up people, even if we don't think it. So we just think selfishly, period. Like, you're not going to get with somebody just because you feel like you can enhance their life. But I'm just saying, when you, you meet somebody, you say, man, she, she allows me to be myself. 
you think about what can I add to her life? If I'm gonna make an honest woman out of her, like, am I equipped to lead her, to help her be the best woman that she could be? You know, am I ready to be a husband to this wife? Am I ready to be a wife to this, to this husband? And that's why, man, I've, I'm not married. Every relationship I've been in, I don't say I failed, I have failed relationships because I'm cool with everybody that I, that I talk to, but we're not together. So I guess you could say that's a, a failed relationship. So I'm not married, but one, we got two married couples and two, maybe future married couples, I don't know. But that's why I want to talk about commitment now, because we got in these relationships with selfish intentions. Like, how did that change, and are we going to stay, stay with this? I'm not saying relationships are a problem, right? Because the thing said, I'll just go back to it. The act of binding yourself to a process that will correctly address or solve a difficult matter. We go through difficult matters guaranteed, right? What is it that's keeping you there to say, man, I'm going to be committed to this person. I'm going to be committed to this relationship to make it work regardless. Regardless of how I feel, regardless of how you hurt me, regardless, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to stay committed with this. This is Amanda. Um, Hold up. Let me, let me ask another question. Okay. <laughs> are you committed? Answer that first. Like, okay. are you committed? Like, not no 50%, 70%. It's just yes or no. Um, it's Amanda again. Oh, that's tough. And I'm going I'm to leave a little gray area, I guess. But in some days, I'm yes, 100% in. Some days, I'm 100% out. Um, and the question is, what is keeping me committed? Or what's keeping me, like... Going? Is that what the question is? Yeah, um, I guess I could say this is somewhat of a selfless reason. Somewhat. I I can feel his eyeballs on my side of my face right now, but um I feel like I'm pushing him to be better. Like to hit certain goals, certain objectives. He might disagree, but this is my my viewpoint, obviously. Um, when we first started dating, everything was all roses and all that good stuff. And then when life conversations and planning started to come up, we did see things, in my opinion, night and day, like black, completely different. I'm a planner. I think ahead. I'm always thinking about like what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen 10 years from now, what's going to happen five years from now, uh, what are we going to do about this, what are we going to do about that. And he's more, in my opinion, um, more so right now. Like, we got time. It's all good. We good. It's fine. And I'm like, nah, I'm about to be 40 years old, so we trying to do some th certain things. Like, we need to start hitting the points. Um, so it's very, it's very tough for me to sit here and say that I'm always committed to moving forward in this relationship because I'm not. I genuinely love him as a person, and I think that he's, a, like I said before, amazing. But I have days where I'm like, yo, this is not going to work because we see things completely different and I don't always see a resolve. We don't have, always have the opportunity to come back and always settle what the differences may be at times. Um, but I'm still here because I think that he is at a place where he's trying to fully understand who he is as a man and where he needs to be as a man. 
And I think that I'm a good support system for that. Like, I know I'm a good friend. I may not be the best girlfriend at times, but I know it, it, I'm a good friend. All of my friends will give you that feedback. Like, I will hold you down, whatever you need. I got you. Um, I'm here for that. Um, but as a girlfriend, I have my moments. But as a friend, I'm here with him through it all, no matter what. Uh, with, this is Andrew. Which one do you want me to answer first? Which question? Um, the act of binding yourself to the process, right? Um, like I said before, I, I know she's worth it. I know that we can both grow. I think that um, the selfless part of me knows that I can add... Um, structure and consistency and um stability now she questions she questions that right um but i know what's within myself she's a little bit more uh wild <laughs> and i'm a little bit more conservative right so those things right there um i don't see them as big issues Right, but she sees those as issues. Those are things. That's part of the reason why she says that, you know, we see things differently. Um, as far as her saying that she doesn't see a resolve, and I know this is kind of becoming like me rebuttaling what she's saying. So I'll stop after this. As far as her saying that she sees no resolve, I don't see it as that. Right, uh, because I'm always looking for solutions. I know what it can be. We just have to both commit to it, which is what we're talking about. Um, so, for me, it's more along the lines of just knowing that um, our differences don't have to be our deal breakers. Um, the commitment is just that, the commitment, right? I'm in love with her, so that helps, you know? Um, that's another reason. And um, the other reason is what I said before. It's literally just that I... I see and know that she is worth it. She does <clears throat> She does make me happy and she can bring me peace. You know? She does bring me peace sometimes. That's <laughs> <laughs> why we stay. Why say the question? <laughs> I should have put the question in there. Uh, yeah. No. So what keeps you there? You shared this actually. Mm-hmm. You did. You shared it. This is Tamika. Um, well, um, what kept me in into our marriage? Um, for me, as I stated before in our past um, sessions, um, marriage. I wanted to make sure all the boxes was checked. That it wasn't just. Oh, I'm going to get a divorce. It was, I know I did everything possible as a wife. I know that in communication um, and simply because there are kids who are involved. So I didn't want to, and they are girls. <laughs> um, I just want to make sure, like, if I did say, oh, you know, I give up, that I literally did everything that I can do possible. Not just step away and say, well, whatever, with, you know, 
shoulda, coulda, woulda, or maybe if. So I want to make sure everything was checked. But I think he knew that, oh, things about to get real, real. Because I was like, yo, <laughs> clean it up. And it needs to happen immediately. So um, it was just that. And then having to learn somebody else all over again. Nah. <laughs> so that was it. <laughs> <laughs> this Ronald. Um, <clears throat> What keeps me what keeps me committed is um, I just wanna I just wanna be I just wanna be to and for my wife what she's been to and for me when like she stated she didn't have to she and if you know she took advice from anybody she wouldn't have um, and of course I, I I love her like she. She saved my life. I used to be an alcoholic. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my wife, my life was crazy. And, um, you know, my, my wife loved me through that. You know what I'm saying? She loved me through that. I know for a fact she prayed for me constantly, you know? So, um, I mean, I'm here because I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> you know, um... Like Juan said, it's uh, work, but um, when 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 that work is mutual, it does not feel like work because you know you have the the tools you've learned and you've developed the tools um, to just be able to like you know seamlessly you know do this thing called life and. Um, you know, every day I just want to be better because of her. You know, um, I know AJ mentioned how you know um, we make we make decisions or choices out of um, selfishness a little bit, but um, like me, I just I just want to be everything I could be for her. Like I don't I don't really require nothing. Like she's already given me everything. You know what I'm saying? So. I'm I'm just playing with house money for the rest of my life. All right, this is one. <laughs> um, a few things. Faith, you know, keeps me there. Faith is strong. Uh, family, finances, you know. <laughs> Two or more incomes is better than one, right? Uh, fun. I believe fight. You know, I'm, I'm really committed to the fight kind of person where I'm not a quitter. And because of that, for personally, I'm just not one that's going to give up on something that I said yes to. A yes that I give will always carry me to my grave. I'm, I'm that committed. Even if we've gone through stuff, we've been through the most. And with many of the couples that we, we counsel, uh, we have the pleasure of counsel and helping. We share our testimony. You know, we've been through it. You name it, our relationship has been tried. It's been tested. It's been proven. But we've never been one to quit on fights. So personally, I say that faith, fun, family, finances, fight. Um, but then our future. You know, if you're trying to, and it, it, you can look at this as a business transaction with certain relationships. Some people do. But when you think about something that you're building, it's much easier to build with someone 
than to try to carry all the bricks and lay all the foundation by yourself. You name one big building that was ever erected that one person did by themselves. And I can tell you, prove it to you, that you cannot build alone. And so all those things are the reason why I'm fully committed, no matter how difficult the matter might be. Um, this is Melanie. Um, what keeps me committed is, uh, number one, my relationship with God. Um, and my, I made covenant with him, you know, at the altar. So, you know, as far as our vows are concerned, that's at the forefront of my mind always. Um, somebody got to dab. It won't be me. <laughs> to death to us. <laughs> um, also, um, I love him. You know, I'm in love with him. So when you're in love with someone, um, especially when you have agape love, it's, you know, it's, it's unbreakable. So when you're in love with someone, when you love them, um, you'll do whatever it takes to make it work. Um, and so when you know for sure that that's the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, then um, that's another, I guess, pusher or motivator to do whatever it takes. Um, of course, our children. I grew up in a um, somewhat of a broken home, so that's always been um, a motivator for me to, I w I've always wanted my children to have both mom and dad. My, I didn't grow up that way, my, my siblings and I, but thank God we had our grandparents who kind of stepped in to help my mom. But um, so just ha keeping that in the forefront of my mind, too. And, of course, now that we're pastors, um, people are counting on us. Our congregation, they're counting on us, and that matters to me. So um, it's a joy to be able to uh, display in front of them what a godly relationship should look like, what works look like, and to be able to be transparent with them, to share with them our testimony that if we can make it, anybody, surely you can make it. So um, definitely, like I said, our congregation is, is a motivator too um, because you know, they're, they're counting on us to be there for them. This is Kelsey. Um, okay. I would say I am committed, um, but there's one thing that I do think about a lot is that, you know, God has a plan for us. And, you know, I forgot to mention this too. I don't know. That's important though from the last one, but uh, Nick brought me closer to God. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he brought me to church with him. And I've been going since with him for like a year now, I think. But um, one thing I always think about, though, is God has certain plans for us. And we think that those plans are going to work out the way we want them to work out. So I can say I'm committed to Nick. But if that's not what he wants, then I have to kind of accept that. Because um, like, there's times when I pray for him. Um, because there are things that me and him both lacking. I might get frustrated at him because he doesn't do this, even though I'm 
I do it, but he doesn't. But I also have to give him grace because we didn't grow up the same way. Um, and then the whole thing with God, me, I sometimes I have to just pray to him to make Nick the man that I need him to be, even if that's not with me. Because I might be here for, to help him grow the way he needs to for somebody else, and I don't know that. So I guess... Um, and I might not, I don't like it, but it's, it's not my choice at the end of the day. God is going to do what he has plans. But am I committed until God, I guess, tells me or shows me otherwise? Yes. Uh, this is Nick. Uh, I am committed to Kelsey um, for one reason being, I feel like it's no coincidence that we were brought together, especially with the timing of everything, like I mentioned earlier on, um, when I first called I of Kelsey. We were both doing our own thing. We had other things going on. And uh, we finally did, well, I finally got my chance to uh, pursue her and um, it worked out the way it did. And like I said, uh, we, we both help each other in different ways. I feel like we were what each other needed at that time and, and currently. Um, and I don't feel like there's anybody else that I should be with because he placed her in my life for that for that reason, and um, the way she makes me feel, I just feel like that's I'm a, I'm gonna do this whatever I got like uh, I think Andrew or my man here said whatever I got to do I feel like I'm gonna have to do it I'm gonna do it because that's what I want at the end of the day so. Well, I'll say this, in my past experiences, I was committed. And men, we don't, it's very rare that we leave relationships. Like, I feel you. Like, regardless of how the woman feels, like, we'll, we try to fight it out. Even if we're wrong, whatever, we try to fight it out. We want to stick it in. It says 80-some percent of divorces are initiated by women. And so, I get it. Right? And it's a, a whole other dynamic with, when it comes to us and our relationship with women. I, I don't want to speak on it just yet because it's not the time, but my relationships, I think I've only been in two real relationships in my entire life, right? And I broke both of them off. And the only reason I did it is because of something good Kelsey said. God showed me that this wasn't it. Like, I desired to be married, and one of them, I mean, I was fully committed. I mean, I changed my life all the way around for this girl, but it was definitely an assignment on the enemy that literally almost cost me my life, freedom or my freedom or my life, like life or death situation. And so God showed me with that situation, he said, um, it's not beneficial for either one of you guys. And this has to die right now. And I ended up having to cut her off. And I don't believe in cutting people off. But he said, you got to cut this spirit off because it's going to kill you. And then and that's what I had to do. My last relationship God told me, he put me on assignment with this young lady to help her. And I thought, because we jailed so well, me being selfish and everything, I was like, man, this is somebody that I love to have by my side, just because of her calling. Like, she was strong. She was strong in God. And then I got romantically involved with her, and then we went through hell. Like, even Dar said, I don't like what this girl is doing to you. Like, you changing your, what is it, my my vibe, my personality, whatever. And so I was praying on it, praying on the God. This, I'm saying this because we commit. 
Like even that's why I applaud you because even her after her saying, some days I'm I'm like she wanted some days she wanted to throw it away, some days she committed, and you was like, nah, I'm here hundred percent. Like uh, so I know some men that'll that answer would have changed after that. They'd have been like, well, damn, I feel like if she don't want it, I don't want it then. But I applaud you for that, and I'm saying that because with the young lady, she almost took me to the point where I, I started to look at people around me differently. Like, I, I started going back to that negative space in life, and I, God was showing me, like, yeah, this ain't, this ain't it. This is not how it's supposed to be. And at this point, neither one of you guys, neither one of you guys are beneficial for each other. You hurting her, she's hurting you, and this thing has to, this thing has to end, you know. This is, she's my child also. And this is not how it's supposed to be between my children. Like, it, it shouldn't be no dysfunction to, to this point where both of you are destroying each other's lives. And so we had to, I had to cut that off. I had to end that. I had to decommit for that. And um, I wrote something down when y'all was talking, right? Like, we commit for selfish reasons, and we decommit for selfish reasons. At what point in time... I'm not saying stay in a relationship that is uh, detrimental to your mental or to your emotional at all. That's not what I'm saying. But our feelings and our perspectives, I said this, I'm gonna say this often. Our perspectives are 100% concocted by our experiences in life, right? Like, because how you grow up is why you see things. That's why we see things completely different. She even said that with her and Nick. We have to understand, that's why you had to be here for the gray space one, right? You got to have that space to allow people to grow in areas, whether you feel like they're on your level or not. You got to give them space to grow in, in certain areas. My man right here sounds like I'm, I want to be better. It's, gonna, it's definitely going to take time. But he's like, you know, I want to be I want to be there with her. Like, I want to spend at least where he's at now. I want to spend forever with her. But he's like, you said something. You said we see things different and I don't see a resolve. Right. That's what you said. The commitment thing is, it says the act of binding yourself to the process, to the process that will correctly address. Remember, answer means a correct solution. Yeah, how I'm gonna say this? Sometimes we don't know the process that's gonna be the correct solution. We gotta go through things and get them wrong. This is what I love. When God told me something about Dar some years back. He said you could get it wrong with her. And like, and that made because I never felt that you could get anything wrong with women. My perspective with women growing up was you can't like they gonna trash you, they throw you away, they trash you, they discard you if you get it wrong. He was like, you can get it, you can get it wrong with her. She has, she has that great space. Like she just loves people, and because you might have messed up or you're wrong, whatever, she doesn't treat you like, you know, like she doesn't. She's not quick to to discard you, and because of that, it made me like have a, another love for women, a different dynamic of love for women and hold another great space for them. But you gotta give this man space in the, that process. Maybe the process you're in right now might not be the right process. You might gotta switch processes because we gotta find out what is the correct process to address this, this difficult matter. I'm not telling you to stay and I'm not telling you to leave. But what I'm saying is when you're committed, you gotta be committed to a process and you'll find out what that thing is. My man said relationships are work. Marriage is work. They'll tell you the same thing. Y'all two, three years in, like, those are usually the hardest. Well, I can't say that, but I heard people say it. But those are usually, like, the hardest parts. People tell me, like, the first year of marriage is like, I can't count how many people told me this. The first year of marriage is like hell. 
Like, so I'm like, dang, so y'all was good. Y'all was together for three years before that, and then you got married, and then it was hell. Like, what, what changed? But it's a process. You got to, and, and we're continually growing, right? Tomorrow is not going to be the same as today. You're going to have different issues. This might take a whole different process. You might face the same problem and still need a different process to reach a resolve. The thing is, you just got to want to reach that resolve, right? And you said something. You said you with her because you can add that stability. Like, you feel like you can add that stability, and you said she doesn't, um, you said she doesn't feel like that, no, right? It's not that she, uh... <laughs> well, that's, that's true, though. It's, it's not necessarily that she, she feels like that, right? Um, it's more along the lines of how I see Amanda, Amanda, I will speak for her and say that Amanda feels like she got it already. She understands it, especially within herself. She understands everything. And I know that there's more to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this, this process that you're talking about or growth, everything that you have said is stuff that me and her have spoken about. Or I've said, like, yo, this is what it takes. This is work, just the same. Uh, these are all phrases that, that I've used. So it's more along the lines of our... Uh, she, we see things differently. It's the perspective aspect. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's why she would say that there's no resolve, and I would say that, well, it's just not finished yet. You know what I'm saying? Or me and period. Or, you know, we're working on it. You know what I mean? It, it really boils down to our perspective and how they change or how they're different. I'm going to ask you a question, Amanda, because you said you don't see no, sometimes you don't see no resolve. Nah, because this is, this is real. I'm going somewhere with it. Y'all know what the, uh, the law of entropy is, like a thermo, thermodynamic. Okay. All right, so basically, <laughs> come on, man. Basically, what it's saying is, like, whatever ain't, whatever ain't growing is dying. It's basically saying, like, if you leave something to itself, it's, it's, it's going to destroy itself. Like, decay is going gonna, is gonna to happen. So it's the same thing with relationships. Like, you got to apply it to life everywhere. If you're not growing, you're dying. If you're not working on the relationship intentionally, my man said they 22 years, 21 years, and it's been work every single year, and you gotta choose that. Because the moment you say, I don't see a resolve, you stop working towards something. And then once you stop working towards something, you allow decay to start setting in. And then it becomes uneven. And you're supposed to, as the man, you're supposed to, I hope I'm not out of line saying this, you're supposed to have that stance that you have, like, no, I'm going to stand firm on this, I'm going to stand firm that there's a resolve, because you're the foundation of, of it. You're the foundation of the relationship and everything, right? And that'll help her, you code, that'll help her feel even more secure when, she, when you do get to a point where she can't trust you, because she's going to see your endurance, she's going to see how you stood fast and you was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be able to provide this stability for her. And this is what I heard when you said that, because God had to deal with me just recently, like six, seven months ago about this, where I know that I could provide stability. I know I could provide these things for a woman, but I did not want to have that and that be what attracted her to me, right? And God was like, why? Because she is, that's your... That's what you're supposed to, you're supposed to provide that for. She's supposed to see that in you. Like you, I'm, I'm thinking, I don't want her to want me because of what she, what I have. I want her to want me because of who I am. Like, hey, God, like, I ain't who I designed him to be. Like I told him, respect your husbands, 
love your wives. Like, you are supposed to be her protector, her provider. You know, you're supposed to be her security. She needs to see that in order for her to have that kind of trust and have that sense of security in you. But he said something else. Both of them, Kelsey and, and Juan, said something along the lines of purpose. They didn't say purpose, but that's what they were speaking. He was like, what are y'all, what are you, what are you building? Or where are you going? And she said, God has a plan for you know, their relationship or bringing them together. I want to ask y'all. I didn't even plan to ask this, but I want to ask y'all, though. Like, what do you see a purpose for y'all relationship? Something greater than yourselves. Or even your purpose could be, I always say this too, your purpose could be to raise children in the admonition of God, just to raise holy children, because I'm, I'm pretty sure Martin Luther King's father didn't know that he was going to raise Martin Luther King Jr. to be who he was or whatever. So your purpose, if you feel that that's your purpose, like you don't have no, no big aspirations or anything, whatever, but do you, do you actually think of these things? Like, do you have a purpose for your relationship? Is it something bigger than you? This is Amanda's short answer, no. Um, I never really thought about it that way. I never looked at our relationship in that way as far as a purpose is, is concerned. Um, I definitely was raised in the church and had strict parents and all that. And I know that God honors marriage. Um, and I feel that whatever relationship I end needs to end in marriage so it can be honored by God. I don't... I don't I, I tell them all the time I feel like some of our issues are because we're not married. Like, we're, like, living in sin and all that good stuff. And we're fighting against certain demons because of where we are in our relationship and the fact that we have not crossed that threshold. But outside of that, I, I definitely have never examined our relationship as far as it being a bigger picture, a bigger purpose than us just building a, a team together and building a foundation that can grow. Hey, I gave y'all these just in case y'all had any questions or everything for anybody else or you yeah. notes, whatever you wanted to take also. This is Andrew. Um, I definitely thought about our relationship as far as what's the purpose and if we have purpose because of all the issues that we had. That was something that I had to question myself and I didn't state that. Um, I didn't state that clearly when you asked why are you committed, but that is one of the commitments as well. Like every time I hear the rest of y'all answer, I'm like, damn, I should have said that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah, really, honest to God, man, each and every last one of y'all have hit on something that I've either said to her already or I already thought and said to myself. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, for me, I I see. I see greatness within us as a unit. Um, I, I see unified goals. Uh, I see us um, being millionaires, you know what I mean? Uh, not only in material, but, you know, um, spiritually, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, like I see a lot, I see a lot, uh, I see a lot of growth between us. And that's why I am, that's a part of the reason of my commitment. Um, the purpose for us is for us to be unified and for us to be um, a great union. And I, I, when I, when I first started talking to her, I thought of her as a person, like I said, that was just 
completely different from any any woman I've ever been with and all that other stuff. And I really thought that, um, you know, with that with that frame of mind, with that euphoric frame of mind, it's like, why wouldn't you want to try and build with somebody like that? Now, I, I was brought down to earth, you know what I mean? Um, not to say that she's just like every other chick, no, you know what I mean? I still feel like that in some instances, but... You know, we, we've definitely gone through things that I didn't think we would have gone through. You know what I mean? So my naive uh my naiveness was, you know, something that kinda brought me here. But uh with even with me knowing and understanding all of that, you know what I mean, I still see that um when we get it together, you know what I mean? Like we'll be great. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is for. This is Tamika. Um, purpose. It's weird because um, initially, you know, you, you join a union, you don't know where things are going to be. You just hope that it's going to be um, a time of learning each other and um, you never know how life going to hit you. So it wasn't really a what's the purpose. But now that some things we've, we've um, have grown and things have changed, um, in almost a full circle for us, I see avenues that we can go, go, you know, grow with and have a purpose to build on that purpose. I mean, it can, it really depends. Um, we find ourselves having other people reach out to us relationship-wise. It's like, yo, we make maybe on to something. <laughs> so when I say that, it's because of situations like that that we've actually jumped on Zooms with other couples and things like that. So there are, I think, a bigger picture that we haven't reached yet. Um, but I definitely know there is a purpose. Um, and we're finding it. There's a niche. Um, and it's just, it's, it's wild because it's, it's, it's just different avenues right now for us. Doors has been really opening. So um, we'll get to see what that purpose is. <laughs> We definitely have a purpose. <laughs> we definitely, I mean, we definitely have a purpose. Um, I think that that uh, God didn't bring us through what he brought us through um, and for it to be in vain. <clears throat> I think that, um, you know, we, we have a, we have a testimony, man, like a, a powerful testimony. Um, I don't think it's not enough time to even, um, you know, even begin to speak on it. But um, I definitely believe um, that we have a purpose. And I'm going to take it a step further and throw a little stuff. I know, <clears throat> like, for even individually, we have a purpose. Um, you know, and... Uh, we talk about it all the time, but my wife is so, uh, I don't know. She, she. Can I say something? I was going to holler at you on the solo, right? Uh-huh. Can I say this? I need your permission before I. Nick, what's the date on this? April 5th, 2023. At 5.14 in the morning, I was praying, and God spoke to me about you. I wasn't even praying for you. 
but he spoke to me about you. And I ain't saying that in a bad way, right? But I'm going to read. You sure you want me to read this? It says, Ronald, it's coming into a place where you need to start taking your family. It said, Tamika is waiting for you. It's your vision she is working on, but it doesn't look like it because she's doing the busy work she knows to do because you're not in vision position. It says, you don't owe Tamika anything, and she's not looking for you to owe but you owe God everything. It says, the way to honor and love Tamika with all that you feel she deserves is you have to play the point and let her ball out in her position in your vision. And that vision is going to stretch you more than it will her. I don't know nothing else. That's all I had. I'm not going to. I'm not going to add to it. Or take from it. I know we want to raise an offering or something for them. Amen. <laughs> For that word, that was a good word. Um, let me just say this, this is Juan speaking. Um, relationships are supposed to produce first relationship that we see and not to be all biblical, but now that you know we're pastors. Um, <laughs> a- a- Adam and Eve, first, one of the first commands God gave them was to do what? Be fruitful and multiply. Anytime you come together in a relationship, you're supposed to produce something. And, and it's not always something that is physical. Um, it could be something as simple as, but also complicated as, the perfect picture of love. What does your relationship gift to the world? And when you commit to that, that could be a reason to keep you in it. And, of course, we brought natural children into the world, but we have a lot of spiritual children. We also have businesses that we have done together, ministry. There's things that she having a heart to do that she can't do it without me. And not to say that I'm everything. There's things that I'm doing in my life that I can't do without her. And the truth is, she could fulfill some of those things with another husband. Because what's in her heart is in her heart. My position is to compliment her. What's in my heart is in my heart. Her position is to compliment me, and then we do it together. She always said she was never going to marry a preacher. She said that, and I knew I was called to preach. I didn't tell her before I asked her to marry me. I just went into it like I ain't hear God <laughs> because I knew that that would be, you know, make her run away. But after being married, I accepted my call, and she said, well, I didn't want this, but evidently God wanted it for me. Can I just say this without anyone getting offended? I hope you don't get offended when I say this. The Bible says this, and I don't want to make this a Bible thing, but Proverbs 18 and 22, he that findeth the wife find the good thing. The truth is, you can choose your wife. God will bless it when you do it his way. We can believe in one person been here on this earth. And I can say that about Melanie. She's so special that God made her for me. The, tr- the, the, the truth is, it's still your choice. It's still, you still choose. Because God forbid if something happened to your significant other tomorrow, you'd have to pick up the pieces and you'll connect with somebody else if you have a desire to be with somebody. But I'll go back to what I first did. If you're in a relationship, you should be producing something. Be fruitful. This is Melanie. Um, I'm sorry, give me your name. Tamika. 
So I'm kind of along, along the lines of with, with Tamika. Um, when Juan and I first got together, got married, purpose wasn't really on my mind either. Um, I, you know, I wasn't. I was 18, so, um, you know, I wasn't like, okay, what will be our purpose as a couple in life? But as Tamika shared, life happens. You grow. Things happen. And over time, um, I always say that life is like a puzzle and um, or a connect the dot type game. And over time, you'll start seeing how God connect the dots. And um, so over time, I now see, I guess within 22 years of, or 20, 22 years together, 21 years married, I'll be 40 this year, he's 42. Um, I now see and know our purpose, um, which is to impact lives, um, to help others, to impact each other, um, to build you know, upon each other. Um, but some of the things that we've gone through early on in our marriage, we now see why we had to go through those things um, because we would not be who we are today. We wouldn't be as strong as we are today. Our faith wouldn't be as strong. Our prayer life wouldn't be as strong. And then we wouldn't be able to really help other couples, which is one of our strong points of our ministry is helping couples. So, um, you know, back when we w were going through those things, you know, didn't feel good. And you're like, well, why me? Um, but as you've stated, you know, God has other plans for us. He and he's very strategic. And we go through things, as you said before, we go through things. He allows us, think, us to go through things to um, make us better and to show that he is God and for us to be there and to testimonies for other people. So um, so initially, no, purpose was nowhere. I was 18. I just loved this young cat. And <laughs> I just knew that the Don Juan, right? And I just, you know, um, I just, you know, like Tamika said, you know, you just pray that life is good, things work out, you have a great family and whatever. But over time, um, you know, you connect the dots and you see and you develop into your purpose and you start walking into it. This is Kelsey. Um, I think that is something, you know, finding our purpose for, as like a couple was something I never really thought about, honestly. Me and Nick are 23 years old, so we're still pretty young. Um, you know, in life, the first thing you think for yourself is, okay, what is my purpose? Not your purpose with the person that you're with, necessarily. So for me, it, I feel like it raised a lot of questions, like, are we trying to find the purpose for us specifically or a purpose for others? Um, like, for me, I can say, oh, my purpose is such and such. Like, <clears throat> I'm very transparent with people, and I feel like I'm supposed to teach people the things that I have been through so they, you know, don't feel like they're alone. But I'm like, okay, I might feel like I'm starting to understand my purpose, but how is that going to work with his purpose? Like, I have to figure out what his purpose is and then figure out, okay, what is our purpose together? And that kind of makes me um, also wonder what exactly is marriage? Because, you know, we talk about marriage, like, okay, marriage is something sacred. This is what you're supposed to do. But what exactly is marriage? I don't really know that answer. Uh, this is Nick. Um, I feel like we do have a purpose. Uh, we're still working on finding out what that is. Um, 
but just piggybacking off of what I've said before, um, how we came together, I feel like it, it was exactly for a reason. We still figuring out what that reason is. Um, I have, like Kelsey was saying, we both have our individual purposes. And um, I feel like me and her together, uh, we can kind of balance each other out. And um, I, I, I just don't feel like there's any um, mistake of why we're together. But like I said, we are trying to figure out what our purpose is together. This is Dara. Um, Y'all got to bear with me because I'm a little scatterbrained, uh, especially because it's just so many things that's happening in the circle. And, you know, praise be to God for that. Um, a, a couple of things that I've been hearing uh, was just about purpose and the and commitment and as far as, like, you all, like, some of you all being in, in relationships and not really, like, even thinking about, like, what the relationship it, itself could be purpose for. Um, and I don't know if if you guys feel the same way, but I know for me, it wasn't, I didn't even pay attention to purpose until I lived a little, you know, a little bit of my life. Like, because I feel like God shows me in all those dark corners why he has me here. Um, he shows me even why he has other people here, why I'm dealing or enduring the situations that I've been in. Um, just from me continuing to walk forward, keep, you know, continuing to to go forward, even when I'm scared, even when I'm unhappy, even when, you know, things don't look the way I want them to look, just continuing to trust in who he is. And just, like, I did a, a devotion this morning. I was reading a devotion, and it was talking about how you gain your confidence in God um, by just continuing to get to know who he is. And I feel like when you are confident in who God is, it makes the commitment a little bit easier because what I think we try to put our commitment in is the people that we're with instead of putting our commitment into the process. Uh, a lot of times it's an assignment for us to be with the person that we're with for something much greater than ourselves. So it's funny that AJ said that it's a selfishness that brings you with that person but I feel like God, the selfish, the selflessness comes from you actually committing to somebody and you don't know what's going to happen. Like, you don't know what this process is going to bring. Like, that's the part where God gets the glory because he's able to show the individuals who are in this, you know, commitment or who have made this commitment that it's all good. Like, I got you, right? Like, you weren't supposed to keep your eyes on him anyway. You know what I mean? Or the children or whomever, like, keep your eyes on me. AJ and I had a conversation recently um, in regards to that. And I just, you know, I felt like I was about to go into my flesh and, like, just really, like, give all this emotion and, like, my, and I'm, and I'm, I analyze things too, Andrew. I'm very much, like, in a headspace girl. Um, and I was just like, you know, you really just need to silence all of that because you don't have the answers. And once you realize that, like, once you surrender all of that, right, you realize that, like, whether you have the answers or not, as long as you keep moving forward, God has already already paved the way. And I and I say that like with confidence because of the things that I've gone through already. He's never left me. Like I've gone through some insane things. Like we're talking, you know, I I don't know this might be. I mean, you know, pregnancy, you know what I'm saying? We're talking like death, <laughs> you know, coming from the club and, and they're shooting like 
I don't have a jacket on, let alone a bulletproof vest. So what's happening? You know what I'm saying? But I'm not even thinking about that. I'm just walking forward. And that's kind of like, to me, when um, Kelsey, you said, well, what, what, what really is marriage? Marriage is like, but I'm going to go anyway. Like, it could be scary. It could hurt me, right? But it's not necessary. I'm not trying to cover my own butt. Like, God got me. Um, and then uh, I heard you say, Amanda, about, you know, just not really understanding or not even really thinking about the purpose for the relationship. And then I heard you, Andrew, say, well, that's exactly what I'd be thinking about, right? And AJ uh, bought a, we do y'all remember when we were doing the card games? So does everybody, everybody knows about Bidwis, Spades, Tonk, and Poker? Are y'all familiar with all those games? Okay. <laughs> So the moral of his analogy was that poker and tunk are games that are played specifically for the individual who's playing it. Like it's not a team game. Spades and bitwits, you kind of have to read your partner in order to be able to move forward in the game and win the game. To me, I feel, well, his, his, the whole point of him bringing that up was he was saying that in a lot of relationships, you guys are playing two different games. But it's because of the way in which we were reared, right? The things that we've seen in our lives. Like, we can't be mad at the fact that, like, our parents may have been a, a certain way. Like, that's, that's the way God, you know, had it for our lives. But what he was making, um, well, what, the point that he was driving home was basically, even when you're not playing the same game, it's possible for you to allow that space for your partner or to learn the game that your partner is playing. So for you, Amanda, it's like, okay, I see that Andrew is playing spades, right? I may not know it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a team player. I'm used to just doing it on my own. Like, I'm that girl, right? I've, all my life, I've had to fight, right? <laughs> so, but it's like, but babe, teach me how to play spades. It's hard, though, because you know, if y'all know, like, spades is one of those games, I don't even like to sit at people's table if I ain't coming correct. You feel me? Because people will take you out. But exactly, I know. In a black family, baby, you got to know. But the thing is, though, like just being able to have the confidence or, or even having the humility, I'll say that, to go, babe, teach me how to play spades. Even if I'm going to lose this game, like let's just do like practice rounds or whatever the case might be. And then also, Andrew, just recognizing that if she is playing Tonk, if she is playing poker, it's not against you. Like, she's not your enemy. It's just the way that she's always played it. So here, let me, you know what I mean? Let me figure this out because I know that it's not something against me, the reason why you're playing poker. It's just that you've always played poker. So let me help, you know what I mean? Like, let me, let me talk to you in a way where I know that you're not, you're not doing this to hurt me or harm me more than this is just something that you've always done. So let me try to show you a different way of playing this game, so. I hope that makes sense. Sure, yeah. absolutely. We're going to come around. We're here. To speak exactly to what you're saying, that is, that, is a, that is absolutely a thought that I had to deal with. And the reason why I stated it like that is because I, I, I always knew that that's what it was, right? Like, I'm literally thinking about we and she's thinking about me and the reason why she's thinking about me she'll say that is because of what i did or how i put her here but really and truly amanda's not dealing with her triggers 
and I trigger her sometimes. Now, am I trying to trigger her? No. That's my intention, right? Like, we're, we're speaking about my intentions. She's not looking at my intentions. She's just looking at, this is what I don't want. This is what you show me. This is what potentially it could be. So I'm running. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm bringing that to the forefront. I'm saying these things to her. These are things that I've said to her, right? This is why I wanted to rebuttal because it being fully transparent, we, we're in a great space now. Um, even though maybe it don't sound like it. <laughs> um, but we in a great space now, and that came from me saying these things to her. Like, you know, if you decide to just commit to the relationship and, and match the energy that I'm giving you, then it'll work out. You decide that, oh, I don't know, or, you know, I don't know, um, or I'm not sure, or... You know, I feel this way today, but maybe I feel this way tomorrow. I don't want to feel this way today, and then you do something to let me down. It's like, well, you setting yourself up for failure because I'm not perfect. So I'm going to say something that's going to make you feel tight, or you're going to be upset about something, uh, about a movement or an action because I'm me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to deal with that at the end of the day, but you got to wake up every day like I do and say, yo, I choose you. You know what I'm saying? And that's what she don't be doing all the time. So... Or where where we was at. So um so so as far as as far as just to answer it plainly, like you saying, like, yo, show her, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've been trying to do that. Has Amanda always been humble to accept that? No. Has Amanda always wanted to hear that? No, because Amanda doesn't like to hear that she's wrong. Simple. Um but what I can say is, because I don't want to just harp on the negative, um, <laughs> she. <laughs> that's the reason why we why we are kind of in a good space right now because she's seen that, um, she somewhat acknowledged it, and I'll I you know tell y'all some intimately that we had a conversation that we had intimately. Hopefully, you don't feel no type of way about it. Um, I mean, you brought his hair, bro. You kept it real, so. Um, she told me she told me uh a couple of nights ago that you know what I mean she would yeah 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 I know I, I <laughs> hey bro I, I already dealt with that in my head when she started talking um <laughs> she said to me that um you know one of the reasons or or maybe she will try and do more because she sees how hard I'm trying for her you know what I mean um you know because of the way that you go hard for me or the way that you loving on me you know what I mean? That makes me question why is it that I'm not doing the same? You know what I mean? Because she, she stated before about how she's a good friend, but she hasn't always been a good friend to me. And that was a problem that, or, you know what I mean, that we were trying to, or that I was trying to fix, and I'm trying to problem solve, but you can't solve a problem if the other person don't want the problem solved, you know what I'm saying? Or if they don't think that it's a problem, or if they just think it's a lost cause regardless, you know what I'm saying? And she acknowledged that too, and told me, you know, on occasion, um, a couple of times that, you know what I mean, even though we was going through bad things, she wasn't being a good friend, and she's sorry for that. You know what I'm saying? So when she has acknowledged some things, you know what I'm saying, it was absolutely the things that I wanted to hear. But these, what you're stating is are things that we're actually going through and we're actually talking about right now. Awesome.
And it's, I'm, I'm a little stopped up. Pollen has been kicking my behind uh, for the last day and a half. So I want y'all to think I'm sick or something like that. It's just allergies. Uh, but this is Juan speaking. Um, just thank y'all for that. That was very good. Thank you for the transparency of all the couples that are here. Two things. Number one, for marriage to really work, relationships to work, you don't marry and you don't even continue relationships based on potential because potential is not always realized. And if you have these expectations that you've set, that this person's gonna become this and they never meet that bar, that does not give you a reason to divorce. You marry the person for what they present at that moment. If they never get better, watch this, and maybe even get worse, there's a reason why you share the vows for better or for worse. You, you know, so, so, so the, the, the definition is beautiful the act of binding yourself to the process that will correctly address or solve a difficult matter, but sometimes the matter's not difficult. Sometimes the matter is really you. The biggest problem in a relationship can be found in the mirror that you are looking at. And, and most of the time we try to communicate what we see that's wrong in the other person. I've told my wife this a thousand times and she finally got it between years 20 and 22. Amen. <laughs> Come on, somebody shout, she did get there. But uh, I'm just playing, baby, I'm just playing. But, but yeah, I know, I know we're not in church. It's all right, it's all right. God is everywhere. Our relationship got better when Juan looked in the mirror and said, what can you do to be a better man, a better husband, a better father, a better citizen, a better human? What can you do to be a better person? Because if I'm better, the relationship is better. Yo, you know why I'm smiling? And, and that's... So, so, so no, so, so, so that, so, so the mirror is what really helped fix our marriage. I stopped looking beyond the mirror and I looked at what I can see in the reflection that I can fix. And lo and behold, when I worked on me, it made her happier. So what if we just started focusing on us? Being, if I'm just a little bit better tomorrow than I am today, the relational value that I bring to this relationship as a human being, if I'm better, this relationship is better. All right. This is Kelsey. Um, I kind of relate to what Juan is saying um, because I guess not too long ago, um, me and Nick were kind of going through it. I was kind of feeling like we're in two different spaces as far as, like, I guess, more so with God. Like, I might be feeling like I'm doing the things I'm supposed to be doing, and maybe he's not doing it the way I think he should be. And we were talking to his brother-in-law, and he's been married, and he was just kind of telling us, well, me, I'll say me, um, I can't have these expectations on Nick because my walk with God and the things that I want is not going to look like what he's doing. So I feel like, you know, looking at your partner, like, okay, yeah, um, they need to be doing this, this, and this. The way I see it is not going to work because they're not walking the same walk that I am. And that's when you have to give them grace, like I said before, because everything is not going to be the same that you want it to be. Yeah. I forgot what I wanted to say. But nah, I usually write it down, but nah, that was that was dope. That was definitely on point because I know as of as of lately I had to do some of that reflecting with quite a few of my relationships actually. 
And I realized that I had a little bit of that to where I had my perspective on how not only the relationship should look, but how the person should be acting or realizing my part in the relationship. And we love how we want to be loved, right? And so what I realized is I haven't been reciprocating the love that these people were showing me, right? And it came to me that they need that same thing. And so just as of lately, like the past two weeks, I said, all right, well, let me be intentional on giving these per this person what they're giving me. Because you don't, you know, you, you think, well, let me tell this person I love them every day. Like, but that's what you want to hear. Yeah, right. you, so and, and what they're communicating to you is nine times out of ten, like what they want to hear or the experience that they want to have with you. And so I was like, I got to put down myself, like, because this is what I'm doing. And God was like, if you've been doing this for this long and you're still here, then it, it means it's not working. I mean, it's not working. You got to change your perspective. And so I started, I'm sorry, I had that time on. I got lost track when they was talking. <laughs> but I had, what was I saying? Oh, but I had to shut my perspective off and say, all right, well, let me try to effectively love these people in this way. I got to be intentional about it because I'm committing myself to this process for the sake of this relationship. Like Dara said, like, not even to the person, but to the relationship because God built us for relationship, period. Not just a relationship with this individual, but for a relationship period with him and with each other. And you asked the question, it just came back to me saying that. He was like, you don't, under, you don't even know like, the purpose of marriage, right? And it, it, God kind of does line it out for us. Like, he told the man, you know, love your wife like Christ loved the church. Marriage is actually supposed to be like a reflection of God's love towards his people. And I go through my little process of thinking like, all right, God, well, how do men, that's actually, if you look, I actually put this on here. God's commitment, God's commitment to, to man, to us, right? That's how us men, that's supposed to be that reflection, our commitment to this woman we're dealing with. That's why I commended you when I said, even when she said someday she want to quit or whatever, you was like, nah, I'm not, because God never he never did with us. No matter how many times in the scriptures you see Israel leave or, hey, we want to go serve these other gods. We want to do this. He never left them. He allowed them to go through forever. He allowed them to go through what they had to go through. But he said, I'm going to stay committed whether you're committed or not. And I wanted to say something, but you was just saying, like, this is what I've been telling her. This is what I've been communicating to her. This is something you should consider, right? That's why I went back to this, to this screen. Because it's what God hit me with. It's being committed, being committed, binding yourself to the process that will correctly address or solve the difficult matter, right? You're going through that process, but you don't see, you don't see a change or it's not getting to her. So now what got to happen is let me consider what it is that she actually needs. What is it that she's actually telling me? Because my process ain't working. I might got to change up this process. And like I said earlier, you might go through 10 processes before you get to the one that could solve the difficult matter. Mm -hmm. But. I don't know what I was gonna say. <laughs> I really don't. Um, yeah, I don't remember. You can talk to me one second. My fault for interrupting you, bro. Oh. But the, this is Andrew. Um, it, it was just so profound what you're talking about. 
like y'all ain't really hear me talking about God or whatever, but Amanda touched on it. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in a church. She grew up in a church. It's just the same. It's, if you, you know, train a child in a certain way, like it, it ain't going to leave them. You know what I mean? Um, and my sister, she's married. And I had a conversation with her randomly just yesterday. And she said exactly the same thing you said in a different light. And she was the first time I heard it. Now I'm hearing it from you. So that's why I started smiling because it was like, yo. <laughs> Know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you don't know when God is talking to you, but God is really talking to you. Know what I'm saying? Like, um, she told me, she she literally stopped me in my tracks. She was talking about her husband and how, you know what I'm saying, he's going through something, or he was doing something in middle school that she didn't like. You know what I'm saying? And she started praying, and she was like, God, change me so that I can be better for him. And I was like, nah, you doing the wrong prayer. Pray for him. He, he the one walling. You know what I'm saying? She's like, no, if if I want him to do better, I got to do better. And she completely shut me up. And I was like, damn. <laughs> like, I ain't really, you know what I'm saying? I could say in, the, like, if I'm thinking about it for real, I could say I knew that, right? But applying that, apply that to life now. Know what I'm saying? Know that, saying that you know something is easy, right? I could tell her, yo, the sky's blue. Oh, I know that. Yeah, but apply the fact that you want to now, you know, appreciate that the sky's blue. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, that's a little different. You know what I mean? Sometimes you be forgetting what it is that you actually need to do when you know what it is that you need to do. You know what I mean? I know I need to open up the door or I need to have dinner cooked by the time she comes home, but I'm tired. I just did 10 hours. I, I want to lay down. You know what I'm saying? I know it's going to make a feel away. You I'm saying? But I'm really thinking about what it is that I could do in other words. So maybe I just bought some takeout, even though she doesn't really like to eat takeout food. You know what I mean? I tried. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing something else, but I ain't really doing what it is that she's talking about. And when when we reconciled, that's what I told her. I told her, like, you know I'm saying? I've been trying to, you know what I mean, uh, get it together or whatever. But, you know, I know I can, I know there's more that I can do, and I know I can love you in a manner in which you want instead of just loving you, period. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and she heard that. I, don't, I, thought, I think she thought I was capping at the time, but... Like I absolutely meant that. Like that was something that I was thinking about. Like you doing you doing a lot. You know what I'm saying? You 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 say that you you hear, you showing that you hear, you know I'm saying, but it ain't always being received. Like she's not she ain't really jacking what you're doing. So at the end of the day, you gotta kinda do what it is that she needs. Like you gotta pay more attention to what it is that she needs, type thing. And try and attack it that way. You know what I mean? Answer it from that. Like, give it to her in a way that she could really digest. Talk to her in a manner in which she gonna understand. Um, so, I just want to say I agree, pretty much. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is Amanda. I still even remember my first original comment I wanted to make before the mic got passed around. Um, but I do want to touch on the looking in the mirror. We've had this conversation like numerous times and how I apologize for not being a friend to him. I had to look in the mirror and say, yo, you would not treat any of your friends, even though they get on my nerves, we fight, we disagree. Um, we don't talk for maybe a day because I don't told somebody something they want to hear or vice versa. Um, I don't treat them as a stranger. I don't treat them as if I just met them today. So I definitely 
have said this multiple times in our conversations, that the main thing that we can do in our relationships to possibly get down the altar is to work on ourselves. I know I'm not perfect, and I know that I can be a lot to deal with. My mouth is the first problem. Um, but I, I love to self-reflect, and I know that I, I could probably can work on my mouth, maybe. Or um, the biggest thing that we joke about or talk about is my patience. I have none. And I truly believe that if anything, if I don't get anything out of this relationship other than this, it would be the goal of being patient, like learning how to be patient with someone. Because again, yes, we come from different backgrounds. We have different thought processes on how to make money, how to clean a house, who cooks, who don't cook. Like we are literally opposite in mostly everything you think of in a household. Um, but if, you know, if I just take a second and have some patience, we might get to uh, where we need to be. Still working on it. As of today, I probably have maybe 2%. Um, but we're going to get there, you know, and I just have to continue to pray. And that's another thing I've been working on diligently is making sure that God comes first before I start my day. He's a, sometimes he's the first person, but I try to make God the first person I speak to before I start my day. Um, cause I want to hear him. I want to feel him. I want to understand where he wants me to be. And like Kelsey said, like, no matter how much I love you and no matter how much I love being with you at times, I'm okay with God saying, this is not your husband. I'm okay with God saying, you know, you may have to go somewhere else. Um, but I want to make sure that no matter what, I give you um, the best friendship that I can give you. And we can go from there. I still don't know what we're going to talk. Oh, y'all wanted me to talk to that? It's life and death in the power of the tongue. You really got to be conscious about what you say. So, do you want patience? I, I do. So I don't say, don't say, I don't have patience. Um, yeah, don't say I, I don't have patience. You got to start speaking life into your patience life. Be like, my patience is growing. Yeah, my patience is growing. Yeah, there you go. And you might want to watch what you say too when you say. <laughs> I meant to say something earlier when you was like, yeah, me and Kelsey. Got some growing to do. Just own up your own. Yeah. You don't never want to do that. Especially Kelsey probably didn't take too much offense to it or anything. But I know with women, you definitely don't want to do that. Like, yeah, we both a little bit messed up. We both got some growing to do. Nah, just own your own. As the man, yeah, just own your own stuff. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, we didn't even get, I don't even remember this joke. When, how God would have it. Let me see what he was talking Notice about. This commitment and sacrifice. Oh, there we go. You sacrifice your own desires and you surrender. But the thing is, we use just one word for love. The Greeks had four words. Agape, phileo, storge, and eros. Okay? One is friendship love. One is pr pr protective love. One is romantic love. But it all hangs on the peg of agape, God's love. So the only way to define love is to find the definition from God, otherwise we don't have it. So to try to define love, the reason we are confused is because we start with our experience and then try to find a norm. No, 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 you find a norm and then put it into your experience. That's the way it is. It's like uh, the past president of uh, uh, Columbia Bible College, 
he and his wife Saskia was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and how he just stayed faithfully cancelled all of his meetings, Robertson McQuilkin, he's written a book about it. He cancelled all of his travel, cancelled all of his meetings and spent the last oh, several yeah, years, yeah, 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 yeah. spent the last yeah. several years just yeah. taking care of her. And people said to him, what a sacrifice. He said, what a privilege mm. that I had to be able to love my wife like that. So we have to define love and love in terms of who created us. Mm. That's how we define it. Otherwise, we never get to the right definition. And we ain't gonna make it through the rest of this, which is God's will. But the only reason I had, we had got to this before we even got to this. But do y'all basically understand what he was saying? Yeah. Remember I was saying we get into relationships selfishly, right? And then we love with our emotions first, most of the time. We love with our emotions. And then once we don't have those feelings no more, like many of you guys said, we wake up every day having to choose it, right? And that's basically what he's saying right here. Like, we come into this relationship selfish. We come into thinking like, all right, I'm in here. Now this is what love is. He's saying, no, you have to know what love is first. And then go into this relationship. You let love, what love actually is by what the creator, what he said, what the creator created love, what he created us to be. You go into that relationship knowing like, this is what it is. And this is the goal. This is the foundation. This is what we're going to look to versus going into a relationship with your emotions, I'm attracted to her, I love what she does for me, like I, I love her potential, and then trying to build off of that. You build off of that, like my man said, you probably most likely set yourself up for failure because what if they never reach that? But the one thing we know will always stay consistent is what, God's, what God dictated love is. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. Let somebody else want to say something. This is Kelsey. Um, it's funny, again, because recently we had this conversation, but it was about unconditional and conditional love. Um, we were talking to Nick's brother-in-law again, and he was, because like me and Nick, of like any couple has issues, our own issues, um, but he was asking me, because I feel like, okay, there's things that Nick may lack in, I lack in stuff too, but some of those things I, will feel like, okay, should I be with him because of those things? So he, basically his brother-in-law is asking me, okay, are you conditionally loving him or are you unconditionally loving him? Which I thought was pretty similar to this because if I'm conditionally loving him because, okay, if he does this and this for me, that's going to make me feel better. I'm not loving him for him and what he has, not the things that he can do for me. So I have, I had to like sit there and figure out, Am I sitting here and, you know, making it conditional or is it actually unconditional? Um, I was just going to say I can't stress enough just how, like, we really got to get to know God and, like, like, not being afraid of, like, getting in our word and, like, really just finding out, like, who created us, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like reading the manual. And I know y'all don't like to read manuals and stuff, but... It's almost like reading the manual for like your iPhone. Like it does so many things. Or when you go through the tips, I know sometimes when I get a little upgrade, I might go to the little tips to find out, oh, this little picture can move or whatever. If I push this button, 
it's finding out like how we can really unlock all these like many aspects of who we are as people and then understanding other people. As, as AJ said, it's about relationship. It really is at the end of the day. And for me, I feel like, Amanda, that confidence that we talked about when we first got in here, like, oh, we 38, like, we pop in, like, we know ourselves better. The reason why I say that is not because of what people have done to me. It's not because of what I have. It's not because I have a house, a car, a man, not, not, not because of those things. Because I have literally got to know God better. So I really, honestly, am not worried about Who's going to hurt me? I'm not worried about if this man is going to show me love. The least he can do is show me love. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's my, like, of course you love, like, God loves me. Like, of course you should love me. Like, but it's, it's something more. Like, if I'm purpose to be with you, then that's something completely different, right? And we have to get to that point. But the baseline is love. And the only reason why I know that is because I've looked in that manual. It's because I've been doing my research on who created me. So. Oh, you guys I'm trying to hold my No, no, no. No, we, no, no. Because no, we need, we, we, this is, hey. No, I'm not. <laughs> I was trying to just be even killing. I'm chill, I'm chill. But I, I go back to all of us. We've quoted the Bible at some point today. First of all, love is not what it says, it's what it does. This is Juan speaking. Um, so for God so loved the world, John 3 and 16, that he gave. So giving now is the premise of love. For God so loved the world that he gave. Gave their means to suffer. Love really is not about us. It's sacrificial, uh, like uh, the man said on the video. And it's about every day waking up trying to figure out a way of how I can give to this person to make their life better. Not how I can take. Love is more about giving. And if both parties are committed to that kind of God love, that for God to love the world that he gave, you'd be trying to literally compete with each other in how you give and not how you take. Because takers are robbers, takers are thieves, Takers hurt, and I would hope that relationships that were birthed out of trauma or that were birthed out of grief or that were birthed out of pain actually redefine what a relationship is. Because when there's no more trauma, you have nothing else to give. When there's no more pain, you have nothing else to pursue, nothing else to heal, so what's the point of us being together? We've got to find the right basis to establish our relationship, and it's gotta be on a God kind of love. What are you willing to give to make this work? That's all I want to say. And that is, what did you hear me say? Commitment.